The world is changing rapidly. Empowerment is happening actively. Now is the best point in time to connect, share our unique stories. Through life experiences, we're learning from others and discovering our limitless potential, challenging our beliefs and aligning our action to our values, embracing our emotions and transforming ourselves so we can transform the world. Will we trust the progress? Who is Eric Bigger? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. Who am I? I yeah. ask people that all the time. You know, there's a theory that say if you ask 90% of the people who they are, they'll tell you their fathers, their mothers, their politicians, financial advisors, trainers. But, you know, for me, I come from an inter inter intangible perspective where, you know, um, I'm driven, um, I'm confident, um, I'm positive, I'm humble, I'm passionate, I'm love, I'm light. Um, I'm a lot of things you can't really materialize or attach yourself to visually. So with that being said, man, I'm just a firm believer of just, just, just motivating people, inspiring people, giving them light, love, information to change their situation. Um, but from a more tangible perspective, um, a fitness trainer, a motivational speaker and TV personality uh, to the audience, to the people listening to make it make sense. Uh, but more importantly, man, I'm, I'm just here to really transform lives, man, honestly, through whatever, whatever I do, whether it's fitness, enter entertainment, motivation, teaching, coaching, consulting, <laughs> you know. Really cool. And you're really emphasizing the transformation that you want to provide and the value you want to provide. So from um, a per your perspective, what are some of your core values and beliefs and how did you select those? Well, I mean, a lot of my core values and beliefs comes from my, my faith. And when I say my faith, you know, not strictly religion, but belief system, right? The things I believe, the things I've experienced, the wisdom I've gained over time in life. And, you know, to people who don't know, I'm from Baltimore City. Baltimore City is a very, very tough and different neighborhood. Uh, a lot of challenges growing up emotionally and uh, mentally. Um, didn't really grow up poor, but the circumstances were poor. So there was a lot of, uh, I just knew there was something greater outside of playing a sport and selling drugs. So my core values just came from my faith and my belief system, from praying uh to to meditation to reading to 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 uh just just believing there's something greater you know uh manifesting imagination uh visualizing and everything is rooted in my belief system and um just positivity and things that i feel you know i always say he or she who feels it knows it because growing up i had a lot of questions that didn't get answered and i was just curious so with that curiosity it led me to so many different things people seminars belief system books education backgrounds and things of that nature so a lot of my core routes is based in my uh my belief system and myself you know god higher power um the universe and um things of that nature so yeah that's that's a uh, real real interesting in terms of like how that was developed 
And you mentioned some challenges that you were faced with. Was there a memorable challenge that you had to overcome an obstacle or, or, or fear that you had? Well, I think I didn't, I think I really didn't really had no fear growing up. I think one of my biggest fears in life was not living up to my potential. I think I got over that probably like four years ago, but I think more importantly, growing up, I was emotionally abandoned, you know, by my parents. And I don't think it was by choice or force. It was just, they loved and catered to me the best way they knew how. So say for instance, you know, in Baltimore, the kids who get most attention are usually the kids who get in trouble, right? I didn't get in trouble. I went to school, I played ball. I did very well in school. So there were times where, you know, as a kid, you look for feedback, right? So for me, I didn't get feedback, good or bad. So there wasn't, I'm proud of you, son. Um, congratulations or keep up the good work. It was just more expected for me because I was so consistent at being a good kid. And in that environment, that's what everybody strives. They want their child to be is good. Right. Well, we don't have to worry about Eric. He's he's good. He gets good grade. He's he's punctual. He's responsible. We trust him, but then I was like, damn, like, I, I remember I was in college for eight months. I was like, damn, I haven't heard from my mom or dad. Like, are they gonna check on their, on their son? You know, it was just kind of, it would make me think like, where's the love or where's the affection? Where's the attention? So with that you know, being said, I took on a lot of emotional burdens of my mom. She was a single mom. Um, the men in my family were kingpins. They sold endless drugs. So I saw a lot of things I really didn't want to see. Um, but those were my influencers. So I suffered from an emotional level, taking everything in, but also processing at the same time and understanding, okay, who am I? What do I want? Why do we live like this? Is this what life is about? And I think what I wanted, I became for everybody else. I wanted someone to listen to me. I wanted someone to understand me. I wanted someone to talk to me. I wanted someone to love me. I wanted someone to care about my whereabouts and needs. And so instead, I became all those things for people in the world, people in my set and my friends, my peers, uh, my, my clients, you know, people I give service to. And so I became it by not having it. And it's actually, it's a blessing that it did happen because I talked to my mom to this day and I said, Mom, you're the real MVP. You forced me to be a man before I was a boy and you challenged me to be greater early on. So, you know, I don't have to depend on a woman to take care of me. Or I don't have to depend on something to benefit me because that was, I was programmed in that position. So it was kind of like a gift and a curse. It was a blessing. Um, it kept me strong emotionally and spiritually, you know, I became a better man because of it. And I'm, I'm happy it happened, you know, the way it did. Yeah, no, I, I um, definitely can, can um, relate to that. And it, it kind of touches upon what's going on in, in terms of society too. Cause I mean, it, it is kind of like a buzzword that masculinity, right. And, yeah. um, and it's becoming something that's been talked about. I mean, for, for me personally, I don't, I don't really, I, re I don't really connect with it because I feel like a, a man's role is really based on a, a, a bigger, a bigger, bigger purpose, bigger meaning, and, and it's connected to God, right? Like men and women yeah. have their own roles. And um, I, I know it's kind of like a shift because what's happening is like women are, are being more empowered, which is great. Like I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not yeah. misogynistic, right? And, and it's important for women to really have a voice 
and really be heard. But I feel like it's almost like it's flipped, right? It's like women yeah. now are in a power position. They're making more money. They're, they're strong. They're doing it independently. And it goes hand in hand with the single moms, right? So like, right. Why, why do I need a man? If I, I could, I could do this on my own, but in, in the, in the universe, like, and this is my personal opinion, men are, are supposed to be the providers. They're supposed to be protectors. They're supposed to be in a position yeah. to be able to make sure that a woman is good and a woman is more catering, nurturing. Right. So yeah. it, it's important to like, when, when they, when that conversation kind of comes up, it, 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 um, I just, I'm, I, I, I kind of, like hesitant to like really uh, adopt the, what society wants. Cause I feel like it, it's bigger than that. You, you see what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I, I can relate. I mean, you know, I didn't have some debates for, you know, cause you know, like I said, I'm a fitness trainer with women about, I can do what a man can do. I can make this money. I say, listen, it ain't about making the money. It ain't about doing what a man can do. It's about what are you really here to do? Right. From a, from a individual level, right. One, then from a gender level too, and everyone's like, well, what you mean, gender roles? I was like, no, that's like, as a man, I can't have a period, and I can't, I can't conceive a baby. I can't have a baby, so I'm not gonna try to have that. I'm not gonna try to know what it's like to have a menstrual cycle every month. I'm not gonna try to understand your hormones when you have a period. I don't, I'm not gonna try to be that. Also, I believe if someone breaks into our home, I don't anticipate or expect you to take care of me or protect us. I expect the man to do that. That's what's something I feel like a man should be prepared for. Then I was like, well, I can take care of myself. I said, it's not about what you can't do. We know that. What it's about is that each individual, each gender, each energy, masculine and feminine, coming together and helping each other evolve. It's not this, I'm better than you. It's not that I can do this greater. And maybe there are things you can, but it's not about that. And I think that stuff and that narrative sometimes it uh, it it breaks it, it it breaks the connection because yes, women are empowering. I'm all about women empowering. I'm all about adding value and being an asset. But there comes a time where a woman doesn't want to make a decision if she's empowered just because she's in power all the time. It comes a time where a woman doesn't want to. I'm not going to expect my girl to get all the groceries from the car and take it right. to the home. That's just, that's just something. I'm not going to expect her to go out and take the trash out. I just I wasn't raised that way. You know, I'm or not going to expect or her just, to. Yeah, yeah, or just like pay the bills. Like, like it's almost yeah. like it's a shift. Like women, like, I mean, that's great. Like you want to pursue it. And, and a, an example is like, say you, uh, you date a girl, right? And you, um, and this, I'll, I'll date it back to like college and the girl, is on a path, like her degree is geared and focused on making more money. And then you, yes. you're kind of in a position where like, okay, if you have a if you have a, a child with this woman, she's going to potentially make more money than you, right? So one, she might resent you because now she has to take care of this baby or, or not be able to, to um, leave her job or have to be with the, the child right? And then yeah. be resentful towards you because you're not in a position to financially uh, take care of what what you guys made together, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, on the relationship level. So I, I agree that I'm all for women being empowered, but it, it, in terms of- It has like, to be some balance, man. It has to be balanced. I have several friends. I have a friend now. 
and I, I continue to tell you, she probably makes over $400,000 a year. She's 33, 34 years old. She's a single mom. My daughter's three years old. And I tell her, I said, you continue to attract men who financially and emotionally can't really do anything for you. But I said, guess what? What do you really want? Is that something you want? Because you continue to attract that. Because when you get the guy you really want, you either say he's boring or you don't want that. So then we got to be aware there's some women who want to take care of men. They just won't say it. So right. they'd rather have that in, in, instead of attracting a powerful man, like, you know, someone who can be equally yoked to their power. It might not work for them because they might throw off their balance or, you know, I, there's a, there's a, there's a, a documentary on uh, Netflix called uh, I'm not, the, I'm not your guru. Right. And Tony Robbins is talking to a young lady. She's masculine. She's dominant. She's strong, but he literally, puts her in her place in a positive way. And in the inset, in the interview, she said, I wanted Tony, because here's another girl Tony worked on, he was more vulnerable, more soft, softer with, right? And she was like, why didn't Tony, why wasn't Tony like that with me? <laughs> and it was like, for me, it was like an example of what a man can do opposed to what a woman is supposed to do. Like, he was showing her what real masculinity is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like women, you know, most of them can be more emotionally vulnerable than a man can. I tell women all the time, it's a challenge for men to tell our, to, to show and express our feelings because we're not wired and programmed that way. Doesn't mean we can't. So with all that being said, we ain't got to speak too much on the masculine and the feminine, but I think as a whole, the people listening, like, listen, we need each other. It's not, it's not about I'm better than you, you're better than me. No, we need each other. The masculine needs the feminine, the feminine needs the masculine. We need to come together. It's not about competing. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, that bothers me that women compete with men and men compete with women. And I'm against men belittling women and making them feel less than because they're insecure. I don't like that. I'm all about empowering our women, being an asset and lifting them up. And what I've learned, women, all women really need from a man is they need the empowerment. They need that energy. They don't really need a man for money. But the world makes it think women need us for money. No, they need us for that strength and energy we carry. And we need that love and nurture they have. We're supposed to love our women and women are supposed to respect us. It's simple. No, so, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, agree <laughs> I, I agree with that 100% with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing your, your um, insight and your, your um, perspective is definitely valued. How can people learn more about what you're currently working on and connect with you? Well, basically, you know, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Eric Bigger. Um, I'm on Twitter, Eric underscore Bigger. Uh, I got a few projects I'm working on. I'm, I'm um, putting together some content, some more of a um, self-help self based type of content. I'm um, working on a book release soon. Um, I have a podcast, uh, Bigger Talks podcast. You can get that on Apple Music, Spotify. Um, and yeah, and just, and just follow me, man. There's no one thing or two things, you know, I'm a mental health advocate. So I do emotional boot camps once a month, um, partner with LA County Department of Mental Health and a uh, power 106 here in LA. Um, yeah, TV appearances, motivation, inspiration, positivity. I'm really here to transform people, whether I'm going to make them laugh, 
smile, motivate them, inspire them, or keep it real and be authentic. So pretty short, sweet, and to the point for me, you know, you get what you see, but at the same time, I'm a real individual, man. And I think a lot of times in life, people put people on a pedestal and they perceive them based on what they see. But I always say, we got to stop going off what we see and try to understand what's behind what we see, you know, because it's Proverbs 4, 7 saying, all you're getting, get understanding. So that's what I'm, I try to do each and every day. I try to get understanding of thyself, understanding of things, people, life, what we're in right now. <laughs> so. Matt, man, I just, I just, like I said, I appreciate this, this space you, you have us in, and I just thank you. I appreciate.